Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. It's episode 321. We've got a fantastic guest on our Wednesday show here. We've got Bree Gunn, and we're going to be talking about um, launching your um, course, um, your membership site. What We're going to have a feast all around that. So, Bree, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the audience and listeners? Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Um, my name is Bree, and I help business owners launch their courses and membership sites. Oh, that's great. And Cindy, <laughs> would you like to quickly introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. Cindy Nicholson uh, from thecoursewhisper.co, and I help uh, entrepreneurs that want to create a course that their clients will rave about. That sounds great. And I'm the founder of WP Tonic. We're all things WordPress and we help get your membership learning management system up and running, support it, get it launched. We deal with all the tech stuff so you can concentrate on your content and building up a great course. Um, before we go, Brie, start off, Brie, I think you need to increase the volume a little bit if you can because it went down a little bit unless you pushed Let it. Let me see if I can. Hold on. Is that better? Yeah, it's a lot better. Let me just move closer to my mouth. How about yeah, that? that's it. That's <laughs> great. Um, so, you know, as we had a little discussion before, you know, launching a product, you know, a membership website, a course <laughs> is a product. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got to launch it. So where do you, let's start the conversation. Where do you see um, some of the major problems people have around this area? So a lot of the problem is people will create a course or um, a membership site or they'll have a really great idea for one. And they're like, okay, I'll just, I'll put up the title of it or I'll think of something really great and I'll put it out there. And then they think that's it. I think that's, that's, it's, it's that whole, if you build it, they will come scenario where they, you assume that because you're well known in this arena or that arena that people are going to un, going to automatically know you have this other thing out there that you may not have mentioned or talked about, or maybe you mentioned it in passing months ago, and then you created it and you're like, well, where is everybody? Um, yeah. And it, it happens a lot. And there's a lot more that goes into actually getting the product off the ground. Um, you know, Cindy creates courses. I take the courses similar to what she creates and help get them out to the people who need to see them so that they can buy them. That's, that's great. So yeah. maybe we can delve into some of the mythologies and ways they can get that message out. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest hangups I see lately is people are creating courses around an expertise that they have that doesn't necessarily align with their current business. Maybe they're a blogger who's gotten really good at SEO but their audience who knows that they're a DIY blogger doesn't need the SEO help. So they have to build a brand new audience or they need to market it in a different way. Um, or you create a membership site because, you know, you started out 
um, I myself started out as like a VA and I see a lot of, a lot of, you know, ex VAs or VAs who have moved up or moved on. Like I want to help people who are just starting out, but their client base is not newbies. They're not brand new to the market and they're marketing to these people who really don't care. They don't, it doesn't matter to them. It does, they don't need the product. And so you get these people, oh, it failed. Okay, well, I'll just, I, I, I'm just not good at this. I'll stop. And it's not a matter of not being good at it. It's a matter of understanding how you're perceived in the marketplace and being willing and able to kind of shift how you approach attracting the right kind of clients, the right kind of customers. Um, and then, you know, being able to maintain the support on the back end. You know, once you do find those people, you have to keep them happy. And it's it's more than just tech. The tech side, you know, you have that nailed. But what happens when someone wants a refund? Or when you have a massive user error because they can't remember which one of 46 passwords they use to get into your course and that becomes your fault. You know, it's, it's handling those weird things that you don't think about that, that will throw people and they'll freak out because they assumed that, when they launched the course, that was the end of it. And then they're side, you know, they're, they're blindsided when there's continuing customer service or, you know, a section or a module of the course or a piece of the content that you have for your membership site is out of date or needs to be refilmed or becomes irrelevant. Um, or, you know, you find a really great new thing you want to promote, but you, you know, you just sold this other product. So you're, suddenly you become all about sales and people who've paid to be there are tired of getting sold to and you start having disgruntled customers. It's just, there's a lot that goes into the actual launching and production that people just, I call it the Bermuda triangle of launching. They like, they like to pretend that they just, if they don't look at it, it's not there. Well, it's not really the sexy part really, is it? No, it's uh, not. And uh, you know, I'm, you know, this whole, this, mythology of passive income and I'm not going to have a go at Pat Flynn because I really like the guy I've met him a couple of times and I really love him um, and he comes across as a really likable person he's very similar when you meet him so some people their public persona doesn't really match their private uh, yeah. um, but it applies to him but um, I do have problems with um, every time I do listen to his podcast, but I cream at the beginning, you know, pa- build up passive income, you know, and it's through a membership site, isn't it? You know, yeah, but there's nothing passive about it, is there? Really, no, it, it, it's not even because I have people all the time ask me, Well, can we just do this evergreen? Sure, we can build an evergreen funnel for your course, that's not a problem. That, that's but the, but the problem is you, you have to apply the same types of work. You still have to build, write the emails. You still have to create the webinars. You still have to do the Q and A's. You still have to do the social posts, the podcast guests, all of those things that you need to do to get a course off the ground. You have to build the audience. Yeah. You can build an evergreen funnel, but if nobody's coming in, then it makes you $0. And it's, I guarantee you it didn't cost $0 to build. So you're at a loss. And it's, it's, I think a lot of people with, there's so many people out there who teach how, who teach you how to launch. The problem is they teach you how to launch the way they launched mm-hmm. and that works for their audience. And if you're in the same marketplace as they are, that will probably work for your audience too. 
but not necessarily because just because it worked for them doesn't mean you don't need to tweak it for your own purposes, for your own style. You know, I have clients who are viscerally opposed to podcast appearances. I'm one of those people who's viscerally opposed to podcast appearances, but I'm here. You seem very, uh, com- you seem very comfortable here. <laughs> I have great respect for Miss Cindy. And so when she asked me to come on, I was like, oh, okay, for you, for you, I will. Um, you know, we, and, and then you have the people who have really great information in their head and they don't know how to get it out and, or they take the time to get it out and put it into a course, but then they're burnt out and they don't, they're like, now I've, I've spent, you know, 70 hours of time mapping this course out. I don't have the energy to get it out to the market because they just, they're just done. Well, Cindy's been really kind to me because I've had a bit of a brave heart because I forgot that she invited. She should be doing the first part of this interview, not me. I do apologise, Cindy. No, you're good. You should have, you should have barged in and said, I'm taking over. But there we go. Uh, um, it's been one of those days, Rita. <laughs> I've been dealing, I've been up since five dealing with stuff. Uh, um, yeah. I don't know where to take this now um, because you brought up so many good points, you know, and we had Judy last week from ClickFunnel. Mm-hmm. She brought up some, um, she brought up some strong points and the 30 minutes seems to go rather quick. So where, where yes. do you think we should take this now? That What's the important point you would like to make before we go for a break? I think the most important thing for people who are, for for entrepreneurs who are considering launching a product is one, you need to have the product at least almost to completion before you start thinking about launching it to the world. Um, And then the other thing you need to do while the product is in process, whether you have a brilliant person like Cindy making it, or you're doing it yourself, you need to be building the audience for that product. So you need to actually take a look at who your current audience is and seeing if that's the same people you're going to be launching to, because if it's not, you're going to end up with a non-starter of a product before you've ever put any kind of offers out there. Because it doesn't matter what you say to your current audience, if the product's not made for them, they don't care. Yeah. And and that's the biggest... It's tricky though, isn't it? Yeah. It's a little bit tricky. You know, it sounds so straightforward, but it's tricky, isn't it? Market, market mm-hmm. fit, as I call it. Is that what you call it? I usually, I call it your, your raving fans. Um, so you, you can have, I have, most of my clients have more than one business. So they have more than one bucket or container, however you want to phrase it, of, of people that they market to, of custom, potential customers. Um, and you, you can have raving fans for your bakery product over here, but those people who want your recipes or your or your muffins may not necessarily want to know how to start a bakery, which would be a totally different bucket of people, a totally different section of raving fans. Now that doesn't mean they can't cross pollinate. That doesn't mean you can't go to your people who are muffin fanatics and say, Hey, have any of you ever thought about starting a bakery? Come over here. I'm going to teach you how that doesn't mean that you teach these people how to start a bakery. And you're like, Hey, you want my recipe that absolutely knocks it out of the park every single time. This, this will make your child's teachers give them free tutoring, come over this way. And, and it's, it's all in how you talk to people. And then it's asking for, you know, do you have a friend or do you know somebody, maybe you aren't starting a business, maybe you are in th- at this stage, but if you know someone and it's, it's all about how you address 
the very basic things about how you phrase your emails, how you phrase your marketing, how you phrase you, you know, because now there are so many courses out there and most of them teach exact, pretty much the same thing. If you're in within the different marketplaces, right? You aren't going to take a course about social media from someone who doesn't know anything about social media. So if you're teaching social media, the, the tenants are fairly similar. You know, you need to post on a regular basis. You need to do all these different things, but you're not going to market that to someone who's not interested. And that's where people get hung up is they, they try to push this on, push their products on people who are not interested, or they try to piggyback on a product that's already out there, forgetting that the thing that makes them different, the thing that makes you different, that makes me different, that makes Cindy different is you. You are the front runner for your product and it's all in how you connect with your audience. Because if you really truly connect with someone, you're like, wow, I love how they're saying that. I, I've heard that before, but I never thought about it that way. Or wow, that's a different perspective. Then you, you've got gold. And it's finding that really fine line of marketing yourself and in conjunction marketing the product or at least the framework of the product if you're still in production and building that audience so that when you do open up the cart, you get those killer conversion rates that, you know, everyone's like, oh, I got 30% conversion rate. I got 60% conversion rate. Y'all, that is not normal. It really is not. Um, but they get that because they've honed their audience. And I think that's the biggest downfall for people when they launch is they, they, everyone goes into it with a, with a perspective of if I build it, they will come and they don't see all the legwork leading up to that. And so, yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, it applies to plugin, um, a new plugins. It applies to many areas, doesn't it? Online as I was going to say, especially online, but I think it applies to everything. Mm-hmm. But what, you know, doing this kind of um, unsexy grunt work is eliminating luck or decreasing luck, isn't it? You know, very successful people. I think we all need a little bit of luck, don't we? But I think really successful people diminish the amount of luck they need because they do all this pre, they understand the market, they do all this grunt work, don't they, Brie? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm in the, the camp of, I don't believe in luck. I don't think people just get lucky. I think they're incredibly smart and incredibly hard workers, and they just make it look easy. You don't see the fact that they have a team of 15 people behind them writing these ads writing these emails, you just see them jumping in a pool and having a whole bunch of fun. And you want to be part of that too. You don't, they, they're very good at hiding all of the legwork that goes into it. The planning, you know, not a lot of people are willing to peel back the onion and say, okay, well here is, you know, it it takes 90 days, 12 weeks, sometimes six months to, to really truly launch a course in a way that, that you get a responsive audience, that you actually can make the numbers that you want to make, that you can make the dollar amounts you want to make. Um, and the bigger the launch, the longer the runway you need because you, it, you need a bigger audience. You know, you can't make them unless you're outrageously priced. You're not going to have a million dollar launch if you only have a list of 500 people. That's great. We're going to go for our break. When we come back, Cindy's going to take over. We'll be back in a few moments. 
Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back. I'm going to pass it over to Cindy. But before I do that, I want to quickly talk about one of my major sponsors, and that's Kinsta Hosting. And Kinsta hosts the WP Tonic website and a few of my client website. And they're a WordPress-only hosting specialist. And they really specialize in um, membership websites, e-commerce, demanding website that need a little bit extra hump um, to really run. And they provide really fantastic support as well. Plus, they've got all the bells and whistles. They've got staging site. Um, every day your site gets backed up. One-click retrieval. You can select whatever version of PHP. This is a bit techy stuff for the developer types. So if you're an entrepreneur or a developer, let's say you're a developer, I would suggest that you go. They're much better value and much nicer people to work with than WP Engine. Um, if you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to really speed your website, it's a major failing when people have got a membership site. They go with cheap um hosting it just will not work folks but if you're really looking for a premier hosting provider i can't re- recommend kinster more there's loads of banner adverts on the wp tonic website we've got all our articles if you go there and click one of those they are affiliate links and you'll be helping the show if you purchase through one of those links i'm gonna hand it over to cindy now off you go cindy <laughs> hi Bree. Hello. Thanks so much for being on the show. I, um, I always say when it comes to, you know, creating courses or membership sites, there's really three main buckets. There's the, there's the technology, there's the creation of the course itself, and there's the launching of the course. So we have like this perfect trifecta here today <laughs> in terms of the total support that I think it takes to really start from scratch to get that course launched. So, um, can you just tell me a little bit about how, like, what it is about launching itself that appealed to you in terms of how you wanted to work with clients? I love lists. I'm, I'm one of those weirdos who I love, like, you, you have a problem, great. I would love to see that, and I will make a list for you, and I will tell you exactly what steps you need to take to fix the problem. And I do this to my kids. I mean, it's something that my husband's like, he comes home, he's like, why, why is there a sticky note on the bar? Because you have things to do. <laughs> and, and it's just, it comes naturally to me to, to see an issue. And I kind of fell into launching by accident. Um, I started out as a virtual assistant who was kind of a do-it-all, like Gal Friday situation. Um, but as everyone has figured out at this point, or at least are on the way to figuring out, you can't be good at everything. And um, I found that I didn't so much enjoy the the menial tasks, but I was really good at bossing people around. So 
<laughs> so that kind of led into, and that's, that's just who I am. So it's, it's a natural fit for me to be able to take a look at, okay, you want to launch this product? Let's take a look at your numbers because you got to know your numbers. You need to know who's on your list, how many people are on your list, how long they've been there, how engaged they are. From there, let's figure out how, how big of a runway we need. Can we do this in 90 days? Which is kind of my like limit for a short launch because there's a lot of backend work that goes on because, you know, once the course is created, you've got to get it on the website. You've got to get the hosting. You've got to test it. You've got to test payments, testing. People skip testing. It's one of those things that they're like, oh, it'll work. It'll be fine. And I'm sure Jonathan, he's over here. Not yeah. Jonathan gets it because it drives me crazy. And they're like, oh, well it didn't work. And then suddenly you're manually entering 450 people into a course. Not kidding. So it, it's one of those, that, those things people assume, you know, that you create the course, you put it to the public and it's, it's gone and that's not it. So it's, it's the list making and the going down the checklist of things and setting aside time and knowing that, okay, at, at week 11, we are testing everything or week, you know, seven, we are testing everything and, and having those chances to go back through the course content um, and basically just check, go down the checklist, make the checklist, go down the checklist. And usually those are the, the places where people are always like, wow, I didn't think about that because I go, okay, well, you can't, you can't launch something that doesn't work. Yeah. There's so many balls in the air when you're, when you're, when you're going through the process of creating a course and then launching the course, there's just so many balls in the air that it's so important to kind of just have everything laid out for you in order to know what you should be doing next. So it's, we need people like you to kind of really help (laughs) keep us on task and organize because again, often people who are course creators, they're very big picture kind of people that they want to share their knowledge with the world, but there's a lot of that back end that needs to be done in order to be successful, right? Because there's tons of courses out there, but what we're wanting for our clients is to, to have this successful launch, not do all of this work and then have it just be sold to a handful of people. So would you say your process that you go through, like, like when you get a new client who's got a course um, to be launched, can you walk us through your process as, as to the steps that you take with them, you know, from the beginning through to the actual um, launching it live? Absolutely. So the first thing I do is kind of assess where they are in the process. Um, if they haven't created a course, then of course they need to call you. Um, if they, you know, if they have hosting and, and everything is set up and they're, you know, it's the build is in process, we're good. If not, then, you know, they're going to need Jonathan. Um, and then figuring out what they want and where they are with their audience is the first step because that will determine the length of runway. So do you have an audience that really wants to learn about muffin making? Yes or no? If you do, great. Let's go talk to them and figure out what your percentages are. And we can dive deeper into those and figure out, you know, kind of almost predict what your launch, what you could expect if we don't grow your list at all. Um, and then we work through kind of the foundational elements of a launch, you know, checking to see what the dead, what the deadlines are for the build. You know, if, if you're, if you're still finishing up creating the course, when that will be done, going through and revising everything, getting transcripts made. There's a lot of, I actually had a gal who had um, a 
client or a customer who was deaf and, and she wanted the trans, she could listen, but she wanted the transcripts made so that she could put those into her audio feedback so that she could sit and listen to it, not have to be on the computer. Um, you know, or people, um, people who who are blind as well. So there, there's all these weird things that you don't think about that need to be done on the front end because they take some time. Once those are in process, then we can start working on, you know, testing out some Facebook ads. I know there's a lot of people who don't like ads, but they work. And if you can hone your audience, you can get them down fairly cheap um, and they're not terribly hard to do. So getting those ads running, testing audiences, seeing what, ta- what grabs and what, what really makes a difference, um, figuring out if there's going to be bonus content. You know, do you want to create all the bonus content yourself? Do you have other courses or other offerings you could bundle together? Or do you have friends who are in the same arena or who have complementary products that you could potentially have, you know, assessing whether or not they want to use affiliates? If that's the case, how are we going to get them tracked, paid? Do we need to do a large CRM like Infusionsoft or Entreport? Or can we do it through their actual, you know, course platform like Thinkific or Teachable or... Um, I think the other one is there's member mouse and a few others, um, you know, figuring out where all that lands based on what they already have in place and, and figuring that out early in the process versus two days before launch and going, Oh crap. Um, getting people to agree. <laughs> you would be shocked. I'm <laughs> like, how, many, I'm just how many people are just like, yeah, it'll, it'll all work out. Or they, or they have people who say, yeah, I really want to help you promote this. Um, and you're not going to do affiliates this round because it's just not in the cards or we can't, there's not a clean way to make it work with what you already have set up and it would be too much money to go backwards and fix it. Um, and you have, you'd be shocked at how many people are like, oh, you're not going to, you're not going to pay me per person I refer, then I'm out. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going. And so we need to figure out who is in your corner early ahead of time. Um, and then it's, you know, checking in with the tech team. Is our, our modules one through four loaded? Is the membership site working? Can people log in? Are we having issues with the, the payment platform and the CRM and the membership site talking to each other, doing all that testing um, and then testing it again? Once, if there's issues we have found, once the fixes have been fixed, it doesn't always fix everything. Maybe you fixed the CRM side, but the membership site's still having issues. And so you need to assess that before you can launch. And in, in the meantime, you're working on, you know, pre-launch content where, you know, that, those are the videos that you see or the, the eBooks that you see where people, you know, give away something really amazing and free or a small section of their course leading up to the launch to try and build their audience rapidly. Um, you can do that. You can do lives. You can do podcasts. There's all kinds of way to promote, ways to promote the course that start well before you open the cart um, that you need to be doing from day one. And then also figuring out, you know, the length of cart based on all the, all of the things you've done. Cause people are always surprised that generally speaking, a longer cart is not going to get you any further than a short cart, you know, three to four days seems to be about the sweet spot because you get that urgency for the entire length of cart versus people who have like a two or three week cart, um, where they're like, well, I'm getting one sale a day. What, what's going on? Well, because there's no urgency. They can get it tomorrow or the next day or the next day. Um, and then, you know, moving into testing payments, testing all of that stuff, and then actually doing the launch. And the launch is usually um, the most stressful part because it's the, it's the true unknown. You can do everything right and everything could collapse and you could totally 
stop what you're doing. I'm going to go away. Right. Get out. Go. I apologize. My that, was a, that was a client. <laughs> oh, that was my seven-year-old. He had, we, we had he, we have a babysitter. He, he, he's a client. Oh. Bless his heart. He yeah, he's 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 gonna go to bed when we're done. It's 12 30 my time. So um but it, it's it's that it's and it's keeping and it's keeping you focused on the things that need because that's that's a very small, you know. 30,000 foot view of a plan that takes anywhere from nine weeks to, or, you know, nine, 90 days. So three months to, to six months. And depending on what your team looks like, where you're at in the process, it looks different for everybody. And it's, it's also, you know, someone like me coming in and saying, okay, I really need you to focus. I really need your team to focus on these things. And then checking in to make sure stuff is getting checked off the list. Cause it's super easy to go, Oh, I'd so much rather do this thing over here. I'd so much rather work on this other thing. I'd so much rather, well, you know what? You can do that, but then we're behind and launch is not going to happen. And, and you know, that, that time I asked that, that we should have been focused on this other thing now got waylaid and we are, you know, we're, we're in a spot. So it's, it's really keeping people focused on the process, going through the checklist one at a time. And I try to break out my checklists into what seems like ridiculously small tasks, but it's much easier to check off one thing that you know you can do and be feel accomplished for the day, the week. Um, and then, you know, come back to it and, and go down the list. Cause you know, in any given week you have 50 to a hundred things that need to be done. And that's overwhelming. And so it's keeping that overwhelm in check. And then it's, you know, launch week, you, you get to a point where the tasks are done. You've checked off your entire list and now you have to sit and wait and be patient. And, and that's usually when I get phone calls of, you know, people completely having a panic attack. And, you know, we have to say, okay, well, let's, let's breathe. Let's take a look at this. Let's look at our, our conversion rate. Let's look at numbers. Let's see how many lives. I actually had a girl who, a, a client who, freaked out and she did her live on opening day. And then she had a full on panic attack called me and was like, I, I can't, I can't go live anymore this week. And I'm like, you have three more days of your cart. And that was, she's like, I can't do it. So she didn't, she didn't go live for two days. And she finally went live on the last day because I basically called her. I was like, I will drive to your house and you will get the same, that same verbiage I gave my child and it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> and she went live. And she sold over 50% of her sales that final day because she showed up. And so it's, it's, it's pushing when I need to push and supporting when I need to support. And I'm sure you both find that too, where, you know, launch is stressful. It's, but it doesn't have to be stressful the entire time. You shouldn't feel like you're suffocating while you're working on launching a product. If you're, if you do, you're doing it wrong. That's great. Um, we need to wrap it up, Cindy. The time's gone quick, but hopefully Bree will stay on for an yes, extra 10 minutes. <clears throat> and um, we should be able to see on the WP Tonic website. Um, Bree, um, how people can find out more about you and um, more about what we've covered in this great conversation? Um, you can go to www.briannagun.com. That's Brianna with an E. 
um, which will, I believe, be in the show notes, correct? Yeah. Um, so they can go to briannagun.com and you can sign up for a free session with me where we can go over what you want to launch, if it's doable, if it's possible, what your timeline might look like, kind of give you an overview of the steps that, it would, that you need um, and kind of help you figure out where in the process you are. Because that's usually where people get stuck first. Um, if you don't want to talk to me, that's okay too. I also have a really great freebie that I created because I get asked a lot that what are the three things, three mistakes people make during launch and the three things you need to know. So you can get that there as well. Oh, thanks so much. And Cindy, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to, Cindy? Yeah, so if you're anxious in creating a course but don't really know where to start or how to structure the course, you can come to thecoursewhisperer.co and um, you can reach out to me through that and we can help get that course out there. And if you want to find out um, how WP Tonic can help get your website set up, and give you the freedom to concentrate on building that course, you can go to the WP Tonic site. You can like with um, Bree, you can book a free session with me and we can have a chat. And there's loads of resources and free downloads all over the website. We'll be back next week where we'll have somebody doing something with WordPress, membership, online marketing, basically giving you information to help you build that successful WordPress-powered course. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.